Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. So we could see that happen, and that will be closely watched. But I do want to emphasize what a recession really means is a broad-based contraction yeah. in the economy. And even if that number is negative, we are not in a recession now. And um, I, I would, you know, warn that we should be um, not not characterizing that as a recession. I understand. <laughs> is Janet Yellen kicking off the week in high style, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not changing the definition of the word recession in the dictionary. That was Janet Yellen, and this is exactly where we're going to start today, as the GDP poised to shrink for a second consecutive quarter, the very definition definition of recession, the White House updating its website to change the meaning of the word. Democrats are so full of crap. Yo, we are living in the death of shame. We're going to get into it uh, in this hour with country music star John Rich. Arizona Representative Andy Biggs will be here as well as your fine self at 888-788-9910. You know the rules today and every dang day on this show, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a. That is all we led with Janet Yellen on a Monday uh, because I got to be honest, man. The one thing we prioritize on this show day in and day out, and we got a lot of announcements to get to as we kick off the week. But the one thing we prioritize every day, it's just an honest conversation. You know, I am not a I'm not an activist. I'm a, I'm a talk show host. I don't get on the air trying to swing your vote one way or the other. That is why the show is growing at the rate it has is because this is one of the few places in the country you can just go to share your opinion. No one's going to cancel you. No one's going to chase you out of a restaurant. We're not acting like a bunch of fat screaming children yelling at one another. Mom, he doesn't agree with me. OK, that's not the hook here. 
Unfortunately, it very much is the hook in Washington where it's a lot easier, a lot easier to scream at someone for their views than it is to debate them on the issues, especially when you don't have the facts. That is correct. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing today on a Monday as they're trying to get by without the facts and end around. You know when you're driving somewhere, you use one of those apps that tells you where to go? And you're like, boy, this traffic sucks. Is there an alternative route in which we could, you know, go around this inconvenient truth, if you will, that the economy is shrinking, but we don't want to take credit for a recession. So they've essentially just typed into the app, hey, find another route. And that's where we are right now with the White House changing the definition of recession. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. And we're going to talk about it at great length. Of course, it is not the big headline as we kick off the show on the Monday. The big headline making the rounds all over the country is that Fox Across America is broadcasting on a brand spanking new affiliate. Oh, girl. This is a big one, man. Take off the apron, Jenny Fela. We are going out tonight, girlfriend. A big, fat, warm welcome. A plus-sized welcome. A big, fat, giant welcome to the legends. To the legends down at WNIX, 1330 AM in Greenville, Mississippi. Talk of the Delta. A shout-out to my main man, Larry Fuss, who runs the Idea Bank and cares dearly about quality radio. It is a high honor. When you get added to a Larry Fuss station, when you get met, you get moved around the lineup in a Larry Fuss station, anytime Larry Fuss just calls you for like a ride to the airport. It's kind of a big deal because Larry Fuss is a guy that prioritizes great radio. OK, and if he likes what you're doing, you definitely stick with the drugs you're taking. And that's where I'm at on this Monday. I am calling up my dealer and I am giving him a raise because Larry Fuss has added us to the legendary 1330 a.m. WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi. Dealer, if you're listening, you've got a raise coming. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. No, I'm not dumb. Okay, I'm a little ridiculous, but that's the whole point of the show. The world is on fire right now. Our show is roasting radio marshmallows. If you're listening on NIX, that's what you need to know. We take the issues very, very seriously. We do not take ourselves seriously at all. We feel like we'll make more progress laughing about this stuff than we will trying to cancel one another, than we will just assassinating each other's character. So every day that I get on the air, you'll hear me say this a billion times. I used to drive a taxi in New York City, and that happens to be my one true radio superpower is the fact that I don't have one. I am a regular guy. Who cares? I am new enough to broadcasting that, yeah, if you watch Fox News, you might see me all over the network. Tucker and Gutfeld and Outnumbered and The Five and America's Newsroom. A lot of cool stuff I'm doing. Okay, and it's a very cool story to go from driving a taxi to doing all of this stuff. But what I want you to understand when I get on the air every day is I relate more to being a cab driver than I do to being somewhat of a broadcast personality on this national level that we've attained. And so I'm always coming at this from a standpoint of like, hey, how can I help? Not how can I score points. I'm not a shock jock. I'm not here for the attention. I'm just finding ways to have good, productive conversations, and we'll have a few laughs along the way. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, in that case, we move forward then. 
Uh, but yes, it's a high honor. So a shout out to Larry Fuss, shout out to everybody at NIX, 1330 AM down in Greenville, Mississippi, and a shout out to everybody else who carries the show. We started on 27 stations. I believe this puts us above 115. That's quite a climb. It's a big deal. And I do believe it's really attributable to the fact that we're just honest, man. Sometimes we have to trash Republicans. Most of the time we're trashing Democrats because they're supposed to be in charge right now. But they really don't seem to have any idea what they're doing. Biden is such a disaster. I mean, it's a mess. Okay, so the one thing on this show is we're going to be honest one way or the other, because if you're not honest, they send you to work in the White House in the year 2022. You are correct. Let's start with this Yellen quote again. Okay, I had to hear it. You had to hear it. Understand where we're at on this. Okay, we've got a GDP report coming out Thursday, the gross domestic product of this country. It shrank last month. Okay, it shrank by 0.2 percent. So you understand when Joe Biden was on TV all this month, all of this month. Okay, understand the GDP shrank in the in the in the last quarter, to be clear. It shrank in the previous quarter by 0.2 percent. So when Joe Biden was on TV all this past month telling you, we've got the fastest growing economy in the world. (laughs) Yo, the economy shrunk. (laughs) It can't be the fastest growing if it's shrinking. That's true. That is true. So understand, heading into this Thursday, okay, we're expected to get our second quarter GDP report, which is expected to show the economy shrunk again to consecutive quarters. Now, by definition, okay, a recession would be two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, meaning if your economy went backwards two months in a row, you're in a recession. Okay. In a blog post that comes out over the weekend, the White House Economic Council writes, you know, what is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling G- GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official, n- neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Come on, don't bullshit me. <laughs> so funny, the wording here. What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive, while some, and by some, what do they mean? Literally, every economist since the beginning of time. While some consider it a recession, it's a recession, okay? And this is the issue here. Okay, here's your White House Council of Economic Advisors, Director Brian Deese. He tweeted on Sunday about the same thing. Important context ahead of this week's quarter two GDP release, the data will capture April through June economic conditions, i.e. backward looking. Hiring, spending, and production data, they look solid. The CEA outlines why economists look broadly at data to assess the government and the country's health. Now, what is he really trying to do here? Okay, is he's trying to say to you, the American people, just because it says we're in a recession on paper (laughs) doesn't mean we're in a recession in real life. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, the economy is shrinking. The cost of goods is going up. It's hard to afford gas, but that doesn't mean things are bad, you see. Again, imagine you're in a lifeboat on the Titanic. And the owner of the cruise ship, once they get done blaming the iceberg for climate change, the owner of the cruise ship starts immediately selling you 
on taking another cruise. I know you're in a boat. I know it's cold. I know some of you aren't in a boat. You're dog paddling to hopefully get into a boat. But think of all the fun we had. Yeah, this moment right now, really cold. Not good. But how about those other four nights? We had some good dinners. Remember that dancing? I'll tell you, I bet you enjoyed that shuffleboard. Didn't you enjoy that shuffleboard? What do you say? Give us another go. Yo, you sank the boat, White House. The boat sank, okay? And people are either in lifeboats or they're jumping off the side of it. Stop telling them that this isn't their reality because it's hurting you and it's hurting the country. It's the biggest problem this White House has, and I've told you this since day one. They're so much more concerned with the perception than the reality. So much more important to sell the perception that things are going good than to tackle the reality, as complicated as it might be. They told us that at the southern border. Oh, it's not a border crisis. Just because we've got more people streaming across our border than at any time in history, just because we've got a record level of fentanyl killing a record level of Americans, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like, again, imagine the Biden administration's running your local fire department. Hey, you got to help. I got a fire over here. And the operator's like, well, I wouldn't call it a fire. I would call it a concerning conflagration, a uh, collection of flames that seems to be rising in temperature at this moment, but technically could be extinguished at any second. You're like, yo, send a truck. I'm on fire. But in this instance, they're too busy, busy debating you to help you put out the fire. Now telling you, no, no, it's not a recession. We don't want to hear the word reception. recession. Why? Because they're more concerned with the political costs than the personal costs to you and your family. That's what we're dealing with. Okay, that Janet Yellen clip, I'll play it for you one more time because it's stunning. Okay, the report might indicate we're in a recession, but it's not a recession. Clip one. And many economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. So we could see that happen, and that will be closely watched. But I do want to emphasize what a recession really means is a broad-based contraction in the economy. And even if that number is negative, we are not in a recession now. And um, I, I would you know, warn that we should be um, not not characterizing that as a recession. What would you do with the brain if you had one? So understand that just because the GDP is shrinking, <laughs> this is crazy. Yo, we're living in the death of shame. They're just no differently. Remember in Afghanistan when people were literally clinging to the wheels of jets to try to get out of the country. Sadly, horrifically, people are throwing babies over barbed wire fences to get them out of the country because they don't want to live in a situation where the Taliban is in charge of the government. Okay, 13 service members die as a result of this chaos. Joe Biden comes on TV and tells you it was a success, despite what your lying eyes see. Okay, that's what they're trying to do now, and that's why they're in the position that they happen to be in. Okay, yes, we're in a recession. The economy, the GDP shrunk two consecutive quarters, but it's not the biggest challenge facing us financially. The biggest challenge facing us is this entire White House, led by the guy at the top, is completely and totally full of
White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made soggy try I thought by Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. It's a historic day on the show. We're broadcasting, of course, for the first time on the legendary WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi, the talk of the Delta. Batting leadoff, though, as we head to the phones is a fellow who's been listening on the legendary WVMT up in Vermont for quite some time. And uh, if my sources prove correctly, uh, his wife overpaid for bread this weekend. Dennis, is this what you're telling me? Jimmy, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Yeah, my wife went to uh, two um, outlets of a very popular uh, supermarket chain here in the Northeast. And uh, the only bread she was able to find was white Wonder Bread. Or five dollar a loaf specialty bread, um, and she resorted to the five dollar a loaf specialty bread after. But can you imagine five dollars a loaf? Jimmy, I'm thinking of going back into the bakery business if I can't find a uh, radio sidekick job. <laughs> Are you dropping a hint? Because Dennis, the thing about co-hosting this show, we've never had a co-host, but the concern is that whoever it is, their vocabulary is going to be too big compared to the regular host. That's the problem. You'd have to dumb it down to work with me. I, I think I can manage it, Jimmy. But um, I used to shop, I used to shop in the uh, fashion window shop in the fashionable boutiques mm-hmm. of uh, Newberry Street in Boston, and then I'd go to the supermarket for what I need. Now I uh, window shop at the supermarket for things I need. <laughs> so, dude, we're not supposed to be buying bread on layaway. You know, by the time you get it, it's stale. It's no good anymore. You know what I'm saying? But it sounds like a lucrative gig, Jimmy. Bakery. <laughs> Listen, Dennis, uh, we'll take all of your offers under consideration. Uh, just have the ringer on loud in case we need you to co-host later in the week. Okay, brother? Hey, Jimmy, if there's anything I can do to improve your show, you're not working hard enough. <laughs> That's the spirit. Good talk, buddy. There he goes, the great Dennis on WVMT. 
Uh, no, we work on this show. You can't tell from listening to this show. You're like, wow, these guys must mail it in every day. But I'm telling you, we, we have prepared things to say and play, and we're going to share some of them when we come back on Fox Across America. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man you can see in person. August the 19th, that is a Friday night, we'll be at the Encore at the Lake of the Ozarks. You can get tickets for that at Ticketmaster.com. That's going to be a rowdy one. All you KRMS listeners out there in Ozarks, in the Ozarks, it's going to get nuts. Uh, We're also going to be out at the Carson Comedy Club in Carson City, Friday night, August the 26th, Friday night, August the 27th. Tickets for that on sale at ccnugget.com. I'll get to the other stuff later. But if you're in the market uh, to hang with your radio buddy, this month you got two great opportunities. Friday, August the 19th at the Encore in the Lake of the Ozarks. Friday night, Saturday night, August 26th and 27th at the Carson Comedy Club, ccnugget.com for those tickets. Right now, though, okay, I am not the focal point of conversation in the Washington Post. As shocking as that might sound, uh, the Washington Post has an op-ed out today urging Joe Biden not to run again in 2024. Come on, man. Now, this is noteworthy for the same reason it was noteworthy last week when the New York Times wrote an op-ed saying that Joe Biden needed to step aside because his age was becoming a significant factor in his ability to lead the country and do so in a credible fashion. Basically, the New York Times arrived at the same conclusion my son did a year ago. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Okay, not a lot of people can name three complete Joe Biden sentences. The guy's been a mess. And again, I wish him no ill will. He's recovering right now at the White House from what we're told is COVID. Uh, But of course, he got COVID just a day after getting oil cancer from his mother's windshield wipers, if you remember, up in Massachusetts. It's a messy time to be. But when the Washington Post joins the New York Times, okay, they are very much reading the room. These are calculated people who are issuing these edicts one way or the other with their own self-interest in mind. Understand, this is the same Washington Post in the run-up to the 2020 election that hid the Hunter Biden laptop story. They blocked the story from being shared. They joined forces with the big tech oligarchs at Twitter and Facebook and, of course, the New York Times and said, what? No, you can't share this. We're not going to talk about it. It's Russian disinformation. But the minute the election was over, what did The Washington Post do? The same thing The New York Times did. They admitted the laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Now, understand, that really did swing the election. You know, when you see polling that tells you 15 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote if they knew the level of corruption in the family as it pertained to the laptop and Hunter Biden's business partners coming forward to corroborate 
the information on the laptop, information that said he was basically selling access to the government while his dad was VP and his dad was getting a kickback. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's human, living, breathing business partners said yes, he was. They said he was getting a 10% cut for the big guy. That was the accusation, something corroborated by people willing to put their name behind those claims. Okay, but the Washington Post, knowing that to be the case, still forbade you from talking about the Hunter Biden story. They didn't cover it in their newspaper. And like the New York Times, they wouldn't allow you to share posts online about it. Uh, They wouldn't allow, okay, anybody in the run up to the election to be treated as anything other than some type of a treasonous dirtbag working on behalf of the Kremlin to help Donald Trump. If you told the story that we all know to be true, but when you understand that 15 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote, okay, in a year where he got 81 million votes, that is the claim. Joe Biden got 81 million votes. (laughs) But again, taking it at face value, he got 81 million votes. And if 15 percent of those voters would have changed their vote, now you're literally talking about 12 or 13 million votes in an election that was decided by about 50,000 votes. So depending on where those changes take place, very much could have swung the outcome of the election. But understand, the same Washington Post that was willing to do that in the run-up to the election is now strategically distancing itself from the monster it created because they see just how historically unpopular he is. Joe Biden right now, according to the polling we covered last week, is sitting in a position where 80 percent of the country thinks we're running in the wrong direction and 80 percent of the Democratic Party wants somebody else to run in 2024. Biden sucks. That's the bottom line. 80% of the Democratic Party, take the Republicans out of this, the Democratic Party doesn't want him to run anymore. So you understand Biden's in the same position of former New York Governor Hansi Andy Cuomo. Do you remember they loved Hansi Andy before the election? Andy! Andy! Okay, greatest guy in the world. Why did they love him? They were building him up to tear Donald Trump down. Trump doesn't know how to handle COVID. But Andrew Cuomo does. You know, the guy that signed an executive order forcing coronavirus patients into nursing homes to live with the most vulnerable segment of our population. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's what he did. And he won an Emmy for his leadership at a time when he was ultimately caught writing down the number of deaths in nursing homes. That's what Andrew Cuomo did. His own top aide, okay, outed him for writing down the deaths in the nursing homes because he was trying to get a bigger book deal. He wrote a self-congratulatory book about handling COVID, and the media was right there to fangirl, to fanboy, to fan they, to fan them. We love this Cuomo guy. He's the best. And why? Because, again, it was an election year, and anything that made Trump look bad was A-OK with them. Now, understand, when the elections come and go, if there are people in power that are harming the country that are plunging to historically low rates of unpopularity, it's no longer okay for a big media entity like the New York Times or the Washington Post to be associated with the monster they created. So you start to get op-eds like the one we got yesterday in the Post. Stephen L. Eisenberg, okay, he published this in Sunday's Post in which he makes the case that Joe Biden should tell the country he won't be seeking re-election in 2024. So that's what he's asking. Okay, Eisenberg's a former publisher in New York Newsday. He was the chief of staff to New York Mayor John Lindsay. His op-ed is titled, Quit Joe Quit. 
Biden could serve, save the midterms. Biden could save the midterms with a one-term pledge. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Now, if you remember, Biden has a career go-along-to-get-along politician, a guy with no rudder and no moral compass. In the 2020 campaign season, there this idea was floated that Joe Biden was going to address concerns over his age by promising to be a one-term man, one president. I'll be a stopgap. I'll bridge the two generations from Trump to the younger you know, generation of leadership in this country, and I'll just serve the one term. That was one of the promises, okay, made by the Biden campaign in 2020. I don't remember that ever happening. But ultimately, as he come to get the nomination, he wanted to be treated, uh, you know, as a formidable guy who could run this country for the foreseeable future. So he got out there with a straight face and said, no, I'm a fine, sound, and modern mind and body, and I've got this thing under control, and I'm going to be in charge for the next eight years, and then proceeded to say things like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. So understand, we knew in the summer of 2020 that the elevator really wasn't going all the way to the top floor, and so does everybody else in the media. All the people trying to distance themselves from Biden understand, okay, they haven't learned anything new. This guy was in bad shape before we elected him, okay? The difference being now is he's so unpopular, they don't want to be associated with this sort of thing going forward. They don't want this to be hanging around their neck like an anvil heading into the midterms. They don't want the candidates on the ballot to be associated with the guy that happens to be in the White House. So here are the words from Eisenberg. President Biden should announce now that he will not run for re-election in 2024. He should not ask the Democratic Party or the nation to assume the risk of a second four-year term that would begin after he reached the age of 82. He then argues, first and most important, the midterm elections this November would become about key issues and the quality of individual House and Senate candidates rather than the merit of Biden's presidency and whether voters should feel he should run again. He then makes the point that removing all doubt about Biden's future would allow the president to focus all his energy on trying to solve the country's immediate needs. The plotting and politicking of Democrats aspiring to the presidency have already begun. Unless Biden announces that he is not running for reelection, this quiet campaign against him will intensify, whether it comes from people who intend to challenge Biden in the primaries in 24 or just to flex their muscles to discourage him from running again. He then adds that Biden is already seen by some as a lame duck president. So waiting to announce he's not running in order to avoid this labeling doesn't make sense. Okay, and that's the bottom line. No serious person thinks Joe Biden is running again in 2024. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. There is not one human being, one serious, respected member of society who thinks Joe Biden is giving this another go. Okay, but why is it significant? Because when the media outlets that were once shilling for this guy are now trying to distance themselves from him, it's a sign that, you know, he may not, you know, have found Jesus in terms of Joe Biden recognizing he's not going to run again. He's still out there saying he can, but they're going to find it for him. Okay, if he doesn't act soon, you know, the old saying goes, success has a thousand fathers. Failure is an orphan. Okay, Joe Biden's presidency is an abject failure. So when it comes to the media, this guy is now an orphan. You're absolutely right. 
common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Across America presents Great Moments in Presidential History. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Sadly, that clip is not edited like the White House website, which has changed the definition of the word recession. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It's so wild, man. But we're living in a time, there's like an actual war on reality. But the problem you have is if you're really doing this for pol- political purposes, which is clearly the motivation here, they don't want people thinking we're in a recession because we've got a midterm election coming up. People tend to vote their pocketbook. If your wallet's bad, you don't vote for the party in power. Right now, Biden is on a trajectory to lose more seats than any president in history. Barack Obama currently owns the record for the amount of seats lost by a sitting president in the midterms. Don't be thick, all right? But that's just reality. He has the record, okay? He lost himself 63 seats, okay? A lot of this had to do with the fact that PolitiFact— handed him its lie of the year for saying what? If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. And when everybody found out that wasn't the case, Obama lost everything known to man in the midterms. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But that's just reality. Lost everything known to man. Joe Biden is currently projecting to lose about 90 seats. So they're in a bad, a bad spot. Okay, this is like, you know, do you remember when Roger Maris had 61 home runs? Okay, and that was the all-time record. Then Barry Bonds eventually came along and hit 73. Like, not only broke it, but obliterated it. Joe Biden is on pace to Barry Bonds, Barack Obama's record for losing seats in the midterms. That's the trajectory he's on. They're obviously consumed by the political calculations here, so they're changing the definition of recession. But the reason this is a stupid move by them, understand, is nobody reads the White House website. So this is not the kind of thing normally people would ever pay attention to. But by changing the word recession, this now becomes a story. And it becomes a story, one, about their shamelessness, but number two, about the fact that they're more concerned with their well-being at the polls than they are with yours when it comes to prices at the pump and at the grocery store and everything in between. And that's the bigger challenge facing them is when you're in this level of political denial, it might change your reality because you believe the old, you know, the insanity that you're peddling. But it doesn't actually change anyone else's reality when they go to a store. 
It doesn't change anybody else's reality when they try to get a job. Biden keeps bragging about job creation, but you understand most of those jobs were not new jobs. They were old jobs that went away because of the pandemic, whether it was lockdown related or they were just certain industries that didn't come back to full strength. Some have still haven't come back to full strength. If you're talking about the airline industry, nobody knows when they're going to fly these days. You buy a ticket. This is four o'clock. You don't even know if you're taking off. It's crazy because we're so wildly understaffed because there were so many big pie in the sky things this administration did, whether we were talking about enhanced unemployment benefits, extra rounds of stimulus money. Understand all of those things sound empathetic, but in the long run, you wind up having to pay double for them in taxes. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. But again, they can believe the BS they're peddling. Oh, it's not a recession. okay? but the people that are living the everyday consequences of their actions are still going to vote based on what they're experiencing, not what it says on the White House website. I could be wrong. Brian is in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Maybe he's buying the website. Yo, Brian. Hey, how are you? We love your show. My husband and I watch your listen to your show every day, and we're happy that you're adding new. New stations. I just have a quick comment on what you're talking about. Okay. It's ridiculous because we all know we've been in a recession for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm not surprised they're changing the definition because we all know that they've changed the definition for vaccine. Another (laughs) ridiculous reality where, you know, I'm vaccinated. The president is vaccinated Uh and he has COVID. Uh All right. But we're going to change the definition of vaccine. But I just wanted to mention it and ask your opinion. The media is refreshingly starting to turn on Biden, like you've been discussing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're going to start um, talking more about Hunter Biden? And if so, mm-hmm. it, would that um, balance any trepidations that people have about Trump possibly running? Because that's what we're all saying, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if the media turns, mm-hmm. do you think that that would be a benefit for um, the Republicans as well, particularly no. if Trump decides to run? Well, this is why I say no in the sense that the media may well start covering this Hunter Biden stuff if it gets to the point that he's criminally charged. I don't know that he will, but it won't change mm-hmm. the fact that they hate Trump. So they'll just make the equivalence of Hunter Biden is, you know, he's Don Jr. He's Eric. One's no better than the other. I don't think the media. Don't you think don't you think the public would be like, well, that's what Trump's been saying. Oh, no. Trump is right. But remember one thing. The media never will never give Trump credit for anything like they'll turn on Biden. But the the reason they're going to turn on Biden, Brian, is because they do need in the midterms to show for the Democrats as hard as possible, just like they will in 2024. And they know they can't do that effectively if they're still trying to claim Joe Biden's doing a good job. So what happens is... Do you think they're going to... Go ahead. Do you think they're going to try to... I'm sorry. Do you think they're going to try to remove Biden before... I don't think so, because I don't think there's any world where anybody, anybody in their right mind wants to wants to live in a world where Kamala Harris is their president. I think they would rather have Hunter be president before Kamala, if you want my personal assessment of the situation. But, Brian, I think you should run, okay? We've had one guy from Pennsylvania. You can't be worse than Scranton Joe. So start passing out some campaign literature. I'll be at your first rally. Quick break. We're back after this. John Rich right around the corner. 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. Got a big hour coming up here on Fox Across America. Country music superstar John Rich. Guy has the number one song on the iTunes charts right now. Uh, But he is going to stop by this show to have a grown-up discussion about the number one country in the world, which is, of course, the United States, a country uh, that pound for pound is the greatest source of good the world has ever known, but sadly is not playing championship-caliber ball right now. I always say America in 2022 reminds me of the Lakers when they had Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant but they hadn't yet started winning championships. Kurt Rambis was the coach. They were waiting for Phil Jackson to come along and manage those two giant egos and get him to play championship ball. That's where we are right now. We're in a position where the country is as talented as it's ever been, greatest economic superpower, the greatest fighting force the military has ever seen, but we've got a guy in charge right now who has no idea what he's doing. I agree with that. It's a mess. 888-788-9910 is the phone number, whether you agree or you disagree. Okay, it's Fox Across America, man. I'm not some omnipotent talk show host that's going to yell at you if you don't see it my way. I don't want to be in charge. I'm a 44-year-old man who plays video games. I should not be running the country. But I can run the show, uh, and in this hour, we might just run it into the ground because we're going to have a grown-up discussion about your main man, Donald Trump, who is, of course, in the news for a couple of negative reasons as it pertains to the January 6th committee. Although I will tell you, my favorite thing about watching the January 6th committee is knowing that every single Democrat on the panel is going to claim the 2024 election is stolen when the Republicans win it. He knows what he's talking about. Remember, this is the one reason the January 6th committee can't move the needle. It's because they want you to believe Trump calling an election stolen was something treasonous, yet they completely disregard the fact that they said this after 2016. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. So you understand, they spent years and years and years telling us the 2016 election was stolen. And then when Trump turned around and said 2020 was stolen, they were like, oh, hell no, that's treason. You can't say an election's stolen. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did them. Uh, and that's how they'll do us again. And when the Democrats lose the midterms, they're going to be like, I don't know, I think it was stolen. When they lose 2024, I don't know, I think it was stolen. So, again, it doesn't make Trump correct. It doesn't make him right. You don't want to become the thing you hate. Okay, we all trashed the Democrats for three years for claiming that Russia stole the election, knowing they were doing so without proof. When Trump turns around and does the same thing, it doesn't make him any better. Okay, and the fact that the Democrats did it, too, doesn't mean Trump should be off the hook for what he said. Okay, but Trump is the point here because there's a poll that came out, okay, over the weekend. They had, you know— Big get-together, okay, and the Sunshine Summit. It was the Republican Party of Florida held their annual Sunshine Summit. And a stroll poll conducted at the event in which young conservatives were asked who they'd vote for if Trump launched an election bid in 2024. Are you ready? 78.7% of the attendees went with Donald Trump. Only 19 percent with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So 78 percent of young Republicans want Trump to come back down the escalator at Trump Tower and walk up to the podium and reintroduce himself. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. 
Now, understand, it's significant because DeSantis is very popular in his home state. Uh, but Trump still beats him in this moment. He was also the keynote speaker over the weekend at the Turning Point USA Summit in Tampa. And those attendees were asked who they believe would be the toughest Democrat to defeat in 2024. They said Gavin Newsom was the toughest. Well, not if you've been to California. It's disgusting. Gavin Newsom has turned that state into the world's largest outdoor restroom. But according to Turning Point, the most formidable Democrats are Newsom, followed by Michelle Obama, who is not running. Uh, Hillary Clinton, who probably wants to run. She's ready to start pandering as we speak. I don't feel no ways tired. Yeah, she's got plenty of energy. Bernie Sanders is also there. Bernie Sanders is not running. He 10.3% support. Uh, no, Bernie Sanders is not running. He'll be 82. Joe Biden for all intents and purposes, might have just ruined the geriatric president thing for good. That might be his one accomplishment, is that he took it down and he took identity politics with it. Because I don't think Americans ever, ever want to see people appointed again just because. Okay, I am all for a black female vice president if she knows what she's doing. But we shouldn't appoint one just because. And do you understand, the current occupant of the at Naval Observatory, the current vice president has no idea what she's doing. She was appointed just because. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. She has no idea what she's doing. Okay, Corinne Jean-Pierre, terrible. How many times per briefing can she not give you an answer? I don't have anything on that. Let me check the binder. No, I don't have anything on that. Okay, understand. Corinne Jean-Pierre was appointed just because. Well, Jen Psaki's going out. We need a woman of color who's a lesbian. We've never had one of those before as White House press secretary. Now, again, I like inclusion, but I like merit-based inclusion. You know, when people are there just because we need somebody there who's never been there before, that's not a good thing. Okay, you wouldn't leave me in charge of the the economy just because we've never had a former New York City cab driver running the economy. Okay, I spent most of my 20s investing all of my money in blackjack tables and strippers. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is, I am not a guy with the business acumen to run this economy. You shouldn't put me in charge just because we've never had anyone like me in charge. But that's what this administration has done, and that's why they're as wildly unpopular as they are. Okay, that being said, there's a lot of Democrats that are going to run against Biden because Biden's not going to run to begin with. Okay, I don't know that there's an announcement coming anytime soon, but understand, Joe Biden right now looks like he's in his late hundreds. Okay, he's he quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. The guy is sending in the punt team on second down. He looks bad. Okay, Trump, on the other hand, has a lot of January 6th baggage, but he still remains pretty popular within his own party, mainly because for all of the baggage Trump brings to the conversation, The fact remains his leadership was consequentially better than Joe Biden's was. Think about it. Okay, under Donald Trump, you don't have a 40-year high in inflation, an all-time high in gas prices, an all-time high in border crossings, an all-time high in fentanyl poisoning deaths. Okay, you don't have the Taliban sitting on $85 billion of our weapons in a disastrous withdrawal that took the troops out ahead of the civilians and then was sold to us as a success by Joe Biden. You're alive. But that's what he told us. Okay, but the word on the street is, buoyed by these polls, he's been back out there giving public speeches, the Trump man has. The word on the street is that he's going to run again in 2024. That is the belief right now. 
okay? My question to you, and I'll get to some of your calls because we have John Rich coming on, but my question to you in this hour, if you get a second, is do you want Trump running again? And if Trump were to run again, would you vote for Trump if he were to run again? That's all I want to know. You tell me yes, that's fine. You tell me no, that's fine. You tell me you're still devoted to Kanye, that's fine too. I don't care. The whole point of this show, 888-788-9910, Fox Across America, is America's family meeting. I want to know what the family's thinking. Okay, in terms of what Trump's thinking, see, he thinks, you know, that Biden has run the country into the ground and Biden has made a better case for another Trump presidency than Donald Trump ever could. And he's right when he says that. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Donald Trump talks a lot of smack. I'm the best. I know this. I know that. I'm an expert on everything. But nobody has made a stronger case for Trump than Joe Biden. Okay, Joe Biden has been horrific as your leader. I mean, most people don't believe he's in charge, but you understand one crisis after another. Okay, by this president, a you know, and again, these are not. A, this is not a situation where America is suffering a crisis of capability. OK, we're a capable nation. We just have a guy in charge who doesn't know what he's doing. That's the issue. OK. And when Biden gets out there and tells you that these failures are successes, that these crises aren't crises. OK, he's just asking you not to believe your lying eyes. But the problem is you have to believe your bank account. The problem is you have to believe the chaos you see around you in the streets with crime rates soaring, with big cities under siege, it almost feels like half the time. When you walk down the streets in New York, I've said this to you on the show before, New York City right now looks like a Batman movie. You know the beginning of a Batman movie where there's just crime and lawlessness everywhere and cars are burning and everybody's horrified? New York looks like Gotham City right before Batman shows up. Except this time around, Batman's not coming because he's not vaccinated. So knowing Biden's a goner, it has very much opened the door to a second round of Trump. He could be the Grover Cleveland of presidents and serve two non-concurrent terms. My question to you is, if he goes for it, are you voting for him? Or do you want him to step aside for somebody younger? 888-788-9910. We will get your expert opinions after we get the presidents next. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be wrapping with country music superstar John Rich in the next break. But the question I threw out, I will get to your calls as many as I can in the remainder of this hour is should Donald Trump come back down the escalator and run again in 2024? James is batting leadoff. He is in Concho, Arizona. Yo, James. How's it going? 
It's going, James. It's Monday. You know, I keep expectations low for a reason on this show. Uh, but even but even that being said, we're having a hard time meeting them. So hopefully you can pick things up for us. All right. Well, I really think that Donald Trump should run. Mm-hmm. The, the way he ran the country when he was the president um, felt like he was running the country like he was a businessman and doing everything good for the country. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I agree that his policies are better for the country than Biden's. But are you concerned he might have too much baggage, meaning we won't focus on his leadership skills as much as we'll focus on scandals and things the media likes to play up? You know, the man has been investigated for six plus years and they haven't been able to find anything on him that's really substantial that could harm him. Mm hmm. How many people you know would do a job like that, be treated like he was by the press, Mm -hmm. and do it for free? Yep. No, he did donate his salary. It's not nothing. Um, I think for him, the the payment is obviously the validation of, you know, ego and and wanting to lead the country. I mean, it's it's still a it's still a perk, you know, to be president. But I think you make a good point in that no president has ever been treated worse than he was. And I think that will be historically significant looking back is that they really did throw everything they could at him to try to ruin his presidency before it even got started. And he wound up being consequentially a good president for this country. You know, COVID came along, obviously changed the game there at the end. But I think it's going to be very interesting because I think a lot of people agree with you in that his relationship uh, and his leadership anyway was better for the country than Biden's. Uh, But I think it'll be interesting to see what people think about his character. I mean, you sound like you're willing to overlook it. I don't know what what we're going to find on the phones. I run it on a show. So brace yourself. Don't get mad at me if the next guy says screw Trump. All right, James? Well, you you tell me one politician that hasn't done one thing that's questionable. I mean, he he owned Miss America. Of course, he's going to have some baggage as far as being a ladies' man. He was a billionaire. I mean, he no, was a yeah. private citizen. He wasn't a politician. No, I know. I'm aware. You Listen, know? like I said, we're not a re- we're not electing a preacher. Bottom line, we're not electing a preacher. And if we were, Biden would be disqualified for supporting abortion as hard as he does. So you make good points. Oh, these yeah. these are all good substantive points. Uh, and let's make them again, man. Uh, check in soon, brother. 888-788-9910. Ezra, down in Atlanta, Georgia, listening on 1063 Extra. My today? man, how you living? Not bad, not right. bad. Glad it rained a little bit, cooled off. So anyway, um, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Kamala Harris will be president because what? I think the left is so insidious that they'll take Biden out for a day, a week, or whatever, just so they can say, oh, boy, we broke the glass ceiling. But in terms <laughs> of Trump, um, I think he's too much of a lightning rod unless he runs against Hillary. Then I'd love to watch that. But otherwise, I think it's going to be – He'll be the kingmaker, but we want the Trump philosophy mm-hmm. of business approach. Put the put the dollar hammer on our on our enemies to make them come to the table and get back to where we were when we were great again. Uh-huh. So yeah, so the way you see it is, you want Trump policies without Trump baggage. Is that what you mean? Unless it yes, unless it's Hillary. well then it'll be a dog fight again but the other thing we've got to do Uh we've got to have term limits for everybody Uh and you can't make money on insider deals i just can't cope with this pelosi show yeah i know it's really funny it's like if she really wanted to unify the country which she doesn't but if she did she'd just start giving us stock tips wouldn't she 
Uh, I'd it's like unbelievable. Yeah, I know. No, so they should be in jail. It's just so unethical. But this is the problem. It's unbelievable. This is the problem, but, though. You feel that way. I feel that way. And we're correct to feel that way. But if Trump yeah. starts campaigning on, I'm going to lock people up, they're going to right. successfully brand that as divisiveness, and they're going to make the election about everything except inflation, gas prices, and the border. So the Democrats, don't get, make no mistake about it, they want him to run again. I'm just trying to see what you guys think. Uh, and I think you make the most valid point here, Ezra, is that, yes, if it's Hillary, well, if it's Hillary, I might run just to stop it. So don't, don't cast your vote just yet, all right, brother? Right. Good talk. Thank you. Be well. 888-788-9910. Rick is in Blaine, Minnesota. Rick, what do you think? Jimmy, how are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm great. Is, is Trump coming back down the escalator? Well, I, I'm thinking of another Trump, Don Jr. Uh, <laughs> I think he should use all the policies that his father used, but you know what? I think he's very likable and a little bit more constrained. I got to be honest, man. I don't know that he has, like, the star power of his dad because his dad's the guy. You know what I mean? He's a, re- he's a celebrity reality TV show host. But I, 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 to be clear, I would take Barron Trump over Biden at this point, not even Junior. I would t- if there's a <laughs> if, if there's a dog in the family, I'll take anything. OK, the dog, the no, dog's going to say this Don Junior. He is smart. He is very smart and he's very articulate and uh I think he could get a lot of people behind him. All right. Well, listen, I'll, I'll let him know he's got one donor lined up if he decides to make a go of it. Good call, Rick. Be well, brother. Uh, Tony is in Springfield, Missouri. Tony, what do you think? Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm great, buddy. Me and you got 45 seconds to make this magic happen. So where do you stand on this Trump thing? We just need someone younger. Okay. So you like That's the bottom line. You like the bottom po- line. You like the policies, but you want a younger, like a, somebody younger to articulate them? We just need someone younger. Look what happened with Biden or Brandon. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I love the policies. I love you, but we need somebody younger, someone with some, you know, some energy in them and actually in touch with today's people. All right, right, man? No, no. Listen, duly noted. Okay. I I will put it in your file. Good call, Tony. We'll do it again soon. Uh, Tony wants somebody younger than Trump. I mean, I agree. I mean, I want somebody younger than Biden, like Moses. Whatever you got, we'll run it by John Rich, next country music superstar in studio when we come back on Fox Across America. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you... Uh, I'd um, like to be able to... Anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline... It kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. 
Oh, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Bidenica just flying off the shelves. Uh, but here we are, and you know me. I host this show every day, but I have never knocked Lizzo off the top of the iTunes charts, nor have I kicked Billie Eilish to the curb. But joining us now in studio is the man holding on to the number one song on iTunes right now, country music star John Rich in the house. Hey, man. Man, what a day. It's good. Wow. I couldn't think of a better guy to sit with to celebrate <laughs> uh, this little success we're having today. Number one, just allow me, excuse me, this musical interlude. Where we moving on? There it is. It's the Jeffersons. We are moving on up. To the east side. To the east yeah, man. side. And we're taking the championship belt with us. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it. It, it was a, a song. It's a straight-ahead little country song, three minutes long. But I wrote it because I'm so frustrated with everything going on like everybody. Mm-hmm. But the irony struck me so hard that all these things happening to our country right now are being done under the banner of progress, yes. of that word. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you call progress, and yeah. you look on the news and you see all the terrible things happening. This is mm-hmm. progress to them, to yep. the people that are doing it. I thought, okay, this deserves a song. <laughs> so I set out and wrote the song, Stick Your Progress Where the Sun Don't Shine, Keep Your Big Mess Away From Me and Mine. If you'd leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. So stick your progress where the sun don't shine. And I put it out. And I thought, well, I hope people like it. I look up and they go, hey, John, you might want to check the chart. You're at number one. You just knocked Lizzo out of number one. Wow. It's pretty crazy. A, that is insane, man. Good for you. But, but you know, it's, it's a comment on, I think, where Americans are at today. Yes. What they care about. Yeah, because here's the thing, and I just want to add to what you're saying in the brilliant lyrics, is that they're apolitical. Okay, you don't have to be a conservative to get what this song means. Right. Okay, because every, you don't wind up pulling at 30% as Joe Biden if the liberals aren't abandoning the air quote progress just the same. Yeah. And I think that's what's driving this thing and the fact that it's a great song, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's done so many terrible things in a row that now it's it's gone way outside of, of political boundaries. Everybody has to buy gas. Yeah. Everybody has to buy groceries. Everybody's uh, got crime in their town. Everybody's got fentanyl blowing through their cities because it's coming across the border. Everybody watched what happened in Afghanistan. We all saw all these things. And so Biden said he was going to unify the country. I I think he pretty much has done that against him (laughs) and against what he's done. The one poll said 88 percent of Americans say America's on the wrong track. Think about that. This is the way I try to explain that to people. Imagine we hail an Uber XL, big, you know, big Escalade. Not, ten of us get into this Uber. Nine of us are convinced the driver is going the wrong way on the highway. Okay, right. right. Either the other guy's hammered too. You know, <laughs> right. Either way you slice it, we probably need another Uber driver. Do we not? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's you know, this little song. That's where it comes into play. That uh-huh. country music's always kind of been that that format that had a populist kind of an edge to it when mm-hmm. things were going on. Haggard did it before. He had a song called You're Walking on the Fight Inside of Me. Mm-hmm. He uh, he had We Don't Smoke Marijuana in mm-hmm. Muskogee. Yeah, well, that was a big <laughs> controversial thing to say at that point, mm-hmm. but he was making a point. So yeah. I'm just kind of following in the footsteps of those guys and just kind of calling it like I see it. I love it. John Rich is in studio. And to Haggard's point, uh, I don't know – that that song would resonate in Nashville today because I've been backstage in Nashville a few times and I've picked up some <laughs> fragrant vibes is all I'll say. I don't need you to dignify that with a response. Uh, it just made me long, feel homesick for New York. I'm like, wow, it smells it, like the subway. Yeah, pretty much every bar smells like Willie Nelson is playing there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a great way to say it, man. Well, let me ask you this. When we talk about the country and the fact that 
there's like a war on reality. Today, I'm sure you covered this on Outnumbered. They changed the definition of recession right. to accommodate the administration. Right. But don't you think if you just put half the time into solving the problems that you did into like rebranding them, they'd be in a better spot than they are? Well, it's it's lipstick on a pig. Yeah, it's it polishing really a turd, as we would say out <laughs> in the country. I mean, it's still a turd. It still stinks. Uh, when you screw, when you do it this bad for this long uh-huh. and hit that many people, there's no, there's no narrative that's going to change it. Yeah. The real question that starts to crop up with with people, I'm out touring on the road, Jimmy. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm all over the United States, and what they're starting to think is this question. Why are they doing this to us? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing it? Because when you see their polls tanking and they're they're so awful, yet they double down and triple down on yeah. the same bad ideas and make them even worse. Well, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. And regular common sense people are starting to answer their own questions. They're saying, oh, they're doing it to dismantle our country and get us all under control. That's what they're doing. It, it sure feels that way, you know, with a lot of the regulations we've been hit with. And the big one right now is obviously gas. When they talk about electric vehicles and the, we're yeah. saving the world. Yeah. Uh, first of all, as you know, the infrastructure for electric vehicles is just a straight sellout to China. They're, of course. They're manufacturing most of it at the expense of us. But the bigger thing is I think if you were to ask people, people don't care. If you, like you look at the polling, climate change is in the top ten issue right now. Like if you 1%, can't, yeah. I think people said they cared about that the most. You know, a term we use on this show, and I think you agree with, is like I don't use the term white privilege. I use the term American privilege, though. I think if mm. you were born here, you have a unique American privilege. Better I to agree. be you than it is anywhere else in the world. But I think if you were going to deploy a term like privilege – I think climate change and the people prioritizing it are the most privileged people in the world. Because mm. imagine where you've got to be to have the luxury that's, to care about the weather in 50 years. That's a great point. Most people I know are worried about very today things. Well, it, you know, the kids uh, super gluing their hands to these priceless paintings. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they super glue their hands to Al Gore's jet that he <laughs> flew in on to give his speech? If you really want to protest something— Protest the G7 that just flew four hours to get there and has got to fly four hours back with one guy sitting on it drinking champagne and eating a ribeye. I mean, that's what what he's doing. So the whole thing's nonsense, and that's why I said, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine, which is the nicest way to possibly say it. It's very Mayberry. Mm -hmm. I didn't use any cuss words in this song. I just uh, spoke like a regular country guy. What is – so this is what I wanted to ask you. John Rich is on the line. Okay, we're talking about his number one smash hit progress. Number one on iTunes. Take that, Lizzo. Okay, what is in theory the more pointed statement for someone from the country? Is it stick it where the sun don't shine or is it bless your heart? Because I know bless your heart on paper sounds like a non-threatening gesture, but it's your your middle finger – yeah, but bless your heart is the most condescending thing you could <laughs> you could tell somebody. It's like, well, bless your heart, like you poor idiot. You know, you uh, stick it where the sun don't shine uh, is past bless your heart. That's like, okay, now I'm done with you. Why don't you stick it where the sun don't shine? Yeah. It's like what my granny would have said, and if she ever said that, it's time to move on. It, we were done here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you go past bless your heart. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Um, well, we're definitely at a bless your heart moment 
uh, with a lot of policies in this country. And we're hearing more talk about 2024 and the next presidential election than probably any in the history of any presidency. Meaning, you know, in sports, they call it garbage time when one team is up 19 to 2 and there's just nothing. They're not talking about the game. They're just talking about other things. Yeah. We've entered garbage time in a presidency because, no, mm. I don't think any self-respecting person thinks he's running again. Uh, do you see a world? I know Joe Biden says he's running again. But as I said, no serious person thinks he's running again. Do you see a world where Biden goes for another go with this or no? I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, if you look up the go on, just go on the Internet and look up the signs of dementia. Mm hmm. And then go watch him operate. Yeah. And then go look up the penalties for elder abuse <laughs> and go read that. You'll go, that's what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it it wouldn't matter. There, there's guys his age that aren't like that. Yeah. There's a guy named Art Laffer who's almost yeah. 90, who's one of the sharpest guys yeah. in the world. He, he could be the president probably, Art yeah. Laffer. It's not the age. There's something going on with this guy physically that's yeah. not there. And you wonder if they didn't pick him knowing he had that issue so they could just literally maneuver him any which way they wanted That's to. That's interesting because you're right to say he's the vessel. Like he's not in right. charge so much as he's just the guy that has to sign the thing they tell him to. Yeah, it's – I well, to bring it I back wouldn't to, let my grandfather do something like that. No, I agree. I, it's it's there shameful. There would be a family meeting. You would yes. sit down and go, okay, guys, mm -hmm. grandpa shouldn't be doing this anymore. Let's, let's find something else for him to do. But they didn't do that. They put him out on the stage and they feed him his notes and they feed him his lines. And he says what they he best he can. He stumbles yeah. through it and then moves on down the road. And this is where our country's at that make you wonder why China's wanting to move and why Russia's moving. And we look, the, it looks weak beyond everything else we say. Have we yeah. ever looked any more weak than we I look know. right now? We got a guy shaking hands with invisible people. And the defense last week yeah. was. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't shaking hands. He was pointing. I'm like, no, no, no. The point is not the hand gesture. It's the invisible person. Right. He could have high-fived him. Well, There's maybe, nobody there. Maybe he sees something we don't see, Jim. Yeah, this is like the sixth sense. This is like I an mean, M. Night Shyamalan movie. it's a movie. superpower. I'm telling you. He's actually yeah. sharper than you're giving him credit for, John yeah. Rich. I mean, when maybe. the movie's over, we'll all see there was actually somebody there. I don't know. <laughs> well, bless your heart. I kid, heart. I kid. Uh, I laugh, but I don't see it. Do you think there's a world where the Trump man comes back down the escalator, or you think it's just big talk by Big Don? You think he's no, going to do it again? I, I think I think he's going to do it again. You think Biden made the case for him, basically? I mean, in truth, Biden's made a stronger case for Trump's leadership than even Trump could. Well, I mean, you see uh, – so I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a neighborhood called Tierra Grande, so all my friends were Hispanic kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see the Hispanic vote. Uh, has dropped down to 19 percent, I think, yeah. approval rating of him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just unheard of. It's they talk crazy. about turning Texas blue, not when you have 19 percent no. approval. So, you know, things like illegal immigration, you know who hates illegal immigration more than anybody? Legal immigrants hate it more than anybody that's else. And point. you got a lot of those people living in Texas, really mm -hmm. good, hardworking American people that immigrated here. So I don't I don't see anybody winning this thing other than uh, the conservative side, and I hope Trump does step back in. I think a lot of people are wishing, man, there's a lot of things personally maybe I don't like about him, but he got results Oh yeah. at the end of the day. Do you care right. if your pilot uh, is not the is not the most up-and-up guy maybe on every level? Do you care that he can land the plane? <laughs> you know what I mean? I care yeah. that he can land the plane. No, no question. But in the history of middle fingers, this would be the biggest one ever given if he can oh, win it again. Epic. It would be epic. It would be the well, most— do you th Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think Biden will even make it? No. To 24. I, honestly, I, I really don't. I mean, he's in that bad of shape. It's like if you watch it every day, people on the Internet have the luxury of just watching the clips, you know, where you see him forget what he's saying in the middle of a sentence. But that's actually not the bad part. 
if you watch the whole speech, it's worse mm-hmm. because you see the pauses. You see the, you know, getting his bearings. You mm-hmm. see the stumbling for words. Or whispering and yes. then screaming the, the and things, whispering we, and yeah, screaming. Yeah, we react to the highlight reels, yeah. which is oh, I called somebody the wrong name. Right. But it's actually worse yeah. when he keeps up with the group. I actually don't think he's, he makes it to the end of the presidency, but that's terrifying. But see, I, I'm going to step out on a, on a little mm-hmm. different level out here and, and ask another question. Why – would the liberals and the Democrats want somebody like Joe Biden to be the president so they could get their agendas cro- uh, yep. out there knowing it was going to absolutely crush him? Why do they do that? If you look up in Canada, Justin Trudeau is now passing a bill to reduce fertilizer by 30 percent in mm-hmm. Canada, which Canada is one of the biggest grain belts on the planet. Mm-hmm. We have a ha- we have a food crisis going on around the world, and he's going to shut 30 percent of the fertilizer. For the environment. Off. Yeah. So these, these guys <laughs> are all part of the people. same club. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau, Biden, Macron, all these guys get together in these rooms and they have these meetings about how do we take over the world? Mm-hmm. How, Klaus Schwab, how do we take over the world? Mm-hmm. All these people, they're globalists and we're not. Yep. We love our country, mm-hmm. and you should love your country, and we'll figure out how to do business together. I really think this has been a plan for a long time to see this country get knocked around like it is right now. But I do think the American people and the and the principles we're founded on will survive it and get to the other side. That's why I wrote the song yeah. with kind of a grin on my face because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, a, it's not a downer of a song. No, it's it's kind of like we're going to be all right, but, hey, for now, why don't you just stick it with the sun, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It puts a smile. We need to laugh these days. Yes, we do. And again, the fact that the song went to number one means you're right that we're going to be okay because it means enough people agree that we are going to get through this and we do prioritize those things. Josh, can we play out on a little bit of this? Because it's just, it's just, I'm having such a good time with this song today. I'm sorry to do this to you. No, play it. Listen to you. I'm telling you, you got a future in this business, kid. You stick with me. I'll make a few phone calls around there. I'll keep practicing. Let government say you can have back your freedoms if you do what we say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep good. A perfect game. You threw a perfect game. I appreciate it. All right, Nolan Ryan. Carry him off the field. Dump the Gatorade on him. John Rich, check it out on iTunes. The song is called Progress. Man, you're just such a great American. We appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Back, keep doing it. I'm trying. Back after this. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That is the great John Rich, occupier of the number one position on the charts on iTunes. What a wild day. It's not every day for a little guy like me gets to interview the number one artist on iTunes, but he's there for a damn good reason. One, it's a great song, but two, it's a great point. And to make it to number one, you can't do it with just the right wing of this country agreeing with the premise. You get to number one because everybody who hears it goes, oh, yeah, 
They're kind of scamming us in Washington right now with all of this air quote progress. So I got to tell you, man, in talking to him, especially right when we went off the air, just as we went to commercial break, we were playing a song and, you know, high-fiving and hooting and hollering, and we just took a bunch of pictures during the commercial break. But in talking to him, he actually makes the best case for Trump running again in that the fact that it is such an FU to the other side might be warranted. I want to get into a couple more of your calls in the next break, okay? I know we got a bunch of you on hold. We will get to you right away at the top of the next hour. And I do want to get to more of your calls about whether or not Trump should run again or step aside for somebody younger because the calculus kind of changed for me in talking to John Rich. He was like, well, that's the whole point is that he brings baggage. The whole point is to show the people in Washington that it's not about anyone's personal history so much as it's about their ability to lead this country. And it was very interesting. I don't know if he's got a song coming out called Trump. I don't have answers on that one, but maybe you do. So we'll get into your calls. 888-788-9910. Should Trump run again? Would you support him if he does? Uh, That is the question. Or are you leaning towards DeSantis? I mean, just as long as it's not Biden, I'll forgive whatever you tell me, because that guy in the Oval Office right now is a complete and total mess. Not someone we can count on. A three letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We are, of course, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon broadcasting on a historic day for this program. We are, of course, debuting today on the legendary WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi. So shout out to everybody on the talk of the Delta. Shout out to the great Larry Fuss. And shout out to you for joining us in this hour where Arizona Representative Andy Biggs is going to weigh in on all things America, including the fact that the Biden White House has now changed the definition of the word recession. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. There's no question they're desperate at a time when 90 percent of the country thinks we're headed in the wrong direction. Uh, You know, we've entered garbage time in a presidency. Okay, you've got Democrats openly editorializing that Joe Biden shouldn't run again in 2024. Okay, the Washington Post has an op-ed out today. It's less than a week removed from the New York Times op-ed basically saying the same thing about Joe Biden. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. We haven't done a lot of this on the show, but the question I posited in the previous hour was whether or not you thought Donald Trump should run again. Now, I ask this for a couple of reasons. You know, the main one is I'm trying to take the temperature of the country. That's the point of a show called Fox Across America, is it's a chance for us to figure out where our collective psychology happens to be every day when we get on the air. Okay, but the other reason is because Trump's January, the January 6th run that we watched last week, according to the ratings, not a lot of you did. You know, if you're on the January 6th committee, you know the old saying, dance like nobody's watching. Seriously, Liz Cheney, dance like nobody's watching, because according to the ratings, (laughs) that is the truth. Uh, There is nobody watching right now. Okay, but it doesn't make the president's behavior uh, as the riot carried on three hours uh, over the course of three hours before he told anybody to come home. It doesn't make his behavior any better. So the question I want everyone to answer in this hour is. Do you want Trump to run if you do want him to run? 
do you think the rest of the country can get over his baggage as effectively as you can? Meaning most people that are voting for Trump are, are very upfront about the fact. They go, I'm not electing a preacher. I'm not electing a perfect person. We just want somebody who knows how to run the country. And I think that was the case in 2016 as well. A lot of you basically said at the end of the day, hey, we don't love every tweet. We didn't watch every episode of Celebrity Apprentice. But we do think this guy would be consequentially better than a status quo politician in Washington who's been selling our country out to the globalists for the better part of the last 50 years. OK, we're there. We're at that inflection point now, <clears throat> excuse me, where our country is being actively sold out. Like you can't argue that, you know, when you see the emphasis we're putting on green energy and if, when you see the way that decimates our economy, drives up our fuel cost, which is, of course, a driving factor behind inflation, while at the same time boosting China's economy because most of the green energy infrastructure is coming from China. OK, at a time when Americans are struggling, we're selling out a lot of infrastructure, a lot of green energy wherewithal to the people at our number one geopolitical foe. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan. America last. Like we are at an inflection point. The the border is overrun on a historic level and the fentanyl coming into our country, which comes via China, ultimately makes its way here through the drug cartels. Uh, that fentanyl has poisoned and killed a record level of Americans, over 107,000 people. It is now the leading cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. Think about that. There's nothing killing more people between the ages of 18 and 45 than taking a pill that you thought was going to give you energy to write a term paper and dropping dead, you know, than taking a drug that you thought was just going to be a painkiller or a muscle relaxer and dropping dead because these poisonous pills are making it across our border. It's being done at the behest of the Chinese government who ships that stuff to this side of the world and then smuggles them across our border through the drug cartels. That's a problem. OK, the fuel crisis, obviously a huge problem. The fact that we're sitting on a 35-year spike in murders. Why? Because major municipalities defunded or cut police budgets at the behest of the woke activist left. Everything woke turns to Trump was right about that. He's right about a lot of things. I don't know that that means... The rest of the country can overlook his personal baggage, but it seems more and more likely every day that he is on the verge of taking his jersey out of the rafters and giving it another go, trying to become the second person in history after Grover Cleveland to serve new two non-concurrent terms in office. My question is whether you want him to. Do you think the rest of the country will support it? Uh, let's start batting leadoff with Joey, who is in Tyler, Texas, listening on KTBB. Joey. Yo, what's up, Jimmy? How's it going, my man? My, uh, I'm going good. I'd be going better if you could send me some ribs from the country tavern, one of those joints. Look here, man. You come back to town, and I'll take you out on the town. I'll show you a nice time, buddy. I've heard that before, and I got sent back to my hotel room with no motor skills, a couple of bruises. And I couldn't even speak English by the time you guys got done feeding me beer. Can you get me back alive is the question. I I do my best for you, man. I'll do everything that I can. You know, everybody <laughs> needs a little support these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that was not convincing, but okay. And I will be back there in November. We haven't officially announced this yet, but we're working it out behind the scenes. Um, Dude, I just discovered you. I'm going to come check you out, man. I didn't know about you because I never turn on. Uh, oh, you know, hold on. Then I, really, then I really will hang out with you, buddy, because everybody else who knows who I am, basically every time I come to Tyler, they try to kill me with a combination of beer and spare ribs. And it's a glorious way to die. 
But like I said, I got, yeah, I got more work to do. I don't want to die just yet. But should the Trump man come back down the escalator and give it another go? Well, here's, here's what I think, okay? I think it was Frank Zappa that said that uh, politics was the uh, entertainment wing of, um, <laughs> of government. And, mm-hmm. and he's got charisma. Jimmy, you know how far charisma can take you. You don't necessarily yep. have to have talent. Yep. You've got to have some charisma, and you know that. It's taking you far. So yep. what I'm saying is you've got a little bit of charisma. That can take you far, and Trump can cut promos. He knows how to give speeches. And what better way? Is they're going to run the company like an inept business right now? That's what they're doing. What better way to run the country than having a businessman in charge? That, he, he ran it like a business, and he ran it efficiently. Listen, he did run the country well, but it was the baggage that took center stage, so he never got the credit. You know what I mean? Like between his Twitter account and the fake Russia scandal, nobody ever talked about the substance. But you know and I know the substance of America was good. If you can spend three years pretending the president's a Russian, the country's doing okay. Okay, right now we don't have the luxury to focus on that because the country's not doing okay. So I think you make good points. So if I head down the well, like top, you said, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm going to mean to cut you off, but like you said earlier, man, you don't you don't really worry about whether the pilot has some issues. You just worry about whether he can land the plane. Yep. So if you fall out on the side of the road, who cares if the guy giving you CPR beat his wife last night? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, his wife <laughs> his wife does. Uh, but I see what Maybe you mean, Joey. I see what you mean. Okay, you make a good point, uh, Joey. We're heading to Tyler. I'll tell Trump he's welcome too, since you're buying. Well, we'll hang out for right. sure. It's going to happen. I'll see you soon, brother. Great call. 888-788-9910. Uh, Robert is in Montreal, Canada. We got a Canadian looking down. Mon- Robert, shouldn't you be hanging out with the Pope today with Justin Trudeau? I uh, I hung out with uh, the Pope, Justin Trudeau. They kicked me out because I really don't think the way they do. So, <laughs> so- but I am from Justin Trudeau land, and I can go into a story about the uh, – Trudeau dynasty another time. Yeah. But I thought, uh, basically, Jimmy, this is this, an historic day for you because you are talking to me. <laughs> I, because of your... But, yeah, go ahead. But I, I guess I'm wrong. All right. It, it's it matters. It's about me. I it's, get it. It's exciting. It's Listen, it's exciting, Robert. I know, I know you're out there, and it's kind of a big deal, but um, obviously you're the headliner. But if you were to talk about people with less of an international profile than you, say, Trump or Ron DeSantis, where do, you, where do you give your Pope's blessing in 2024? If given no other choice than certainly Donald Trump, uh, I am able to separate policy from personality. But I do believe uh, DeSantis can accomplish everything Trump did, but without the baggage. Mm-hmm. And so I hope he runs and he wins. Okay. Well, listen, I, 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 I've said this before. I, I would literally just about take anybody over Biden, just given the state of things. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because the midterms are kind of the, you know, that's kind of the litmus test from here is we expect the Republicans to pick up all the seats and then it's going to become a referendum on, you know, whether or not those were Trump endorsed candidates. Do we need Trump? I mean, it's going to be contentious. I don't think it's going to be settled anytime soon. But I agree with you that if you could get Trump policies one way or the other without a little bit of the sensationalism, we'd be better off. So selfishly, I, you know, I'd be I'd be happy with him or DeSantis. I like Tim Scott a lot, too. Uh, but that's another subject for another time as well. And yeah, Yes, you owe me a phone call back about the Trudeau dynasty, okay? You have a great day, Jimmy. You too, Robert. There he goes. Uh, Barry is listening in Los Angeles, California. Yo, Barry. Jimmy, uh, huge props to John Rich. He hit it 100%. He nailed it. Yeah, he did. Trump needs to win in 24. 
to basically not not only the Democrats but specifically the media. The mm-hmm. the, the media was completely empowered because they were the reason Trump lost in 2020. Mm-hmm. They will do the same thing to Trump to any other conservative. DeSantis, I mean, they might not do a rhino, not as bad, but to any conservative, they will be just as bad as they were to Trump. Yep. That's Republicans a good point. Need to, good. Republicans need to stop apologizing for stuff that Democrats won't apologize for, mm-hmm. specifically January 6th. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't hear a single Democrat apologizing in any way, shape, or form about the BLM riots. So Republicans need to just man up and just ignore it and move forward. End of story. Well, I think with, I think with the exception of like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, that's exactly what they've done. They have just kind of moved no, on. No, 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 no. Every single Republican, everybody on Fox, every time they talk about January 6th, the first thing they say is, oh, how terrible it was. Well, it wasn't how good. Many how but, many how many Democrats but, but, when yo, they talk about the Bar- BLM riot? Barry, I don't want you to confuse the were. issue. Hold on. But that's you're talking about Democratic politicians and Fox News hosts as hosts. Our job is not to show for the Republican Party party it's to tell to the truth to the american people the truth is Jimmy, january 6 was stop. bad it was bad yes. we can't pretend no, it no, wasn't no, no. bad and how many how many democrats how many people on cnn how many people on MSNBC? but they're not how our standard people? the reason we're what? number one with no. the most viewers is we hold ourselves again, to a higher standard we what? don't want to do no, the thing they do jimmy stop there is no standard here just ignore it you don't have to that, but that's that's not, a no like that's a low start. bar barry i love you no. gotta go no. 888-788-9910 brian is down in mobile alabama brian how you living man jimmy Taylor. my man jimmy how you doing man? better now we needed some good alabama energy because my buddy barry he calls in from la you know la the sun gets to them they're a little nuts out there but what's the word in alabama yeah, we got- well, we got 40 days till the tide kicks off. So <laughs> that's the word. Now, uh-huh. now, let's talk about baggage. Let's talk about baggage. Okay. I've been heard this this something said over and over. Are we talking about the baggage that was packed up by Hillary? <laughs> are we talking about that baggage? Or are we talking about the baggage that's packed up by Liz Cheney? Yeah. Listen. And, this- and, and, and the Democrats' own personal insurrectionists. That sets right next to her. Go look and see what that guy did in the 70s in Mississippi. Well, let me talk about this for a second. Why don't you just nominate Nick Saban since you're a Tide fan? Couldn't Saban take this thing over? Well, who's going to coach our team? I don't want Saban (laughs) to leave. Would you let Trump coach the Tide and Saban run the country or no way? Hell no. <laughs> no so, so he can run your country, just not your football team. I res- no, no, I respect that. I get that. I get that. Well, listen, no, we got a winner. Mm-hmm. No, we you do. Ringer in Alabama. No, you do. You guys, are, you guys are doing well. But really quick, just give me a yes or no. Trump should run again. Absolutely. All right. It's down. It's down in the ledger. Good call, Brian. We'll do it again soon. Roll Tide. Good luck. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. I'll get back to more of your calls after this on Fox Across America. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs in the next break. Right now, I am rapping with you. Uh, we're talking about President Trump, whether or not he should give it another go in 2024. James is down in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where all the good barbecue is. Yo, James. 
Hey, what's going on, Mr. Jimmy? My man, we're holding the show together, but now you got me thinking barbecue, and you know that never ends good. That never ends good for me. Oh, man. yeah. You got me it's just... always good here. Oh, you ain't kidding. Uh, really quick, what do you think? Does Trump give another go of it? Does he get another plate of barbecue from the White House commissary? All right, here's what you do. You got Trump and DeSantos, President, Vice President. Then okay. DeSantos comes in, takes Ted Cruz as his VP. He does it. When he's over with, Ted Cruz takes the president. Marco Rubio takes his VP. There you go. You got your uh, team up right there for the next 30 years. I'll be 85 years old, and I don't give a crap what they do after that. <laughs> You're not sticking around for climate change, James? I could care less then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I admire your honesty is all I will say. Listen, save me some barbecue, would you, brother? I will, and I'll tell you this right here. As mm-hmm. far as the January 6th commission, the only thing that mattered was Ashley Babbitt. The rest of it was bullcrap. Let it go. Yeah, they won't say a word about her, won't, right? Not a word. It's a it's a racket, and it's going nowhere, to be clear. I mean, they're, you know, they've thrown it on in prime time. Nobody really cares because, you know, they spent three years telling us that Russia stole the first one. Now he says this one's stolen. They want us to care. It's not going to work, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it affects the politics of things. But it sounds like your mind's made up, James, so your work work here is done. Be well, brother. Yes, sir. You take care. There Love you your show. Oh, that, you're the best for that. Thanks, brother. Uh, Denise is in Mount Dora, Florida. That is DeSantis country. But Denise, do, oh, do, yeah. do, you, do you kick DeSantis out of the governor's mansion and make him run the country? Or do you want to keep him and let Trump run? Oh, man, we need DeSantis here. I don't want to let go of him, but eventually he's going to have to be president, but not not before Trump again. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, listen, I'll, I'll give him the memo. You know, my cousin Cindy lives down there, and she said the same thing. She doesn't want DeSantis to run because she wants four yeah. more years of him in Florida, which I get. He, uh, he's, he's amazing. Um, but you know what? I, I wanted to say, uh, I, the, and I'm nervous, but um, I agree with the guy that was talking about the baggage because mm-hmm. – Ever since um, Trump came down the escalator, we were supposed to believe what the mainstream media told us we were supposed to believe about Trump. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us what we got to choose, who we were going to get to choose to be yeah. president. Mm-hmm. And no matter who it is, they're, no matter what Republican it is, they're going to trash talk them. They're going to talk them down. Yeah, they're all going to get Trump treated bad anyway. Yeah. 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 So, so and the- Trump fought back and he said, no, I'm not going away. I'm not going to step down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, well, I don't listen. care what the mainstream media says. Or they are not going to choose who I get to vote for. There that, you go. That a girl? All right. Well, I'll I'll let I'll let Trump know he can count on you, Denise. Good work here. Let's do it again soon, okay? Uh, Noel is listening in Park Ridge, New Jersey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Uh, you know, it's Monday. I'm holding it together. Yeah. But if you notice, I'm I'm taking a lot of calls because I don't know what I'm doing. So if I get people oh, okay. on the phone who do, it makes my life easier. You know what I'm all saying? Right. It works for you. That's all that matters. You it's, get it, girl. It's, it works for you. <laughs> so this is my one point mm-hmm. is uh, a few minutes ago you were saying uh, at this point you would take anybody but Biden. Yeah. And my point is that's how we got into this shape we're in. It yeah. was anybody but Trump. That's a good point. So you're saying we got to pick and choose wisely. Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think that's the way we got to go here, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. No, you listen. No, you make a good point to bring this thing full circle. Uh, so we're yeah. going to have to run the Carfax on whoever this next candidate is. Because I don't think we did with this last one. I think we bought a lemon. We probably should have inspected the purchase a little more closely. But, Noel, brilliant point. Uh, more of them to come. 
Arizona Representative Andy Biggs calling in next from the Fighting 5th Congressional District when we come back on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. I always say this show is like, you know, radio is like America's family meeting. And we get together, we discuss the issues, you know, facing the country, propose possible solutions. And that's what it is. It's America's family meeting. I'm like the deadbeat dad that kind of holds this this conversation together every day. And then we get drop-ins. You know, you guys call in. You're kind of the neighbors. Uh, And then from time to time, lawmakers in Washington you know, give us a shout and tell us what they're working on or, you know, what everybody's up to in D.C. And it has become a process for me as a host that, you know, over the course of doing this, I guess, for a little more than two years, uh, it's it's a great joy. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. uh, But from time to time, you get one of these guests that, you know, makes a lot of good points. You like talking to him, but he's kind of like the Kramer of Seinfeld. He barrels in here and just always gives me the business and then leaves with like a gallon of my milk out of the fridge. And uh, now is one of those times. The door is swung open and joining us from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona, Representative Andy Biggs is here for some milk. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, I got to tell you, that milk is spoiled, brother. You need a – it was lumpy. <laughs> it was lumpy coming up. Well, it's New York. Just be happy it's not oat milk. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I'm into the uh, – I'm into all of that stuff, the oat milk, the almond milk, the, mm-hmm. the walnut milk. I mean, I'm, in, I'm all on I'm – in, I'm in that. You noticed I, I went for the nuts right there, and yeah. I like those because – uh, it's it's non allergic. I mean, you can get that fantastic yeah. stuff. You feel healthy. All right. You feel like I don't know. I don't know if you're healthy, but you feel like it. Okay. Well, yeah. It's it's a con. I get it. But that works. No. If it makes you feel good, I like it. I just I, I just yeah. I, I'm just hoping you're not phasing out cows going Green New Deal on me. No, 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 no. I voted against that bill. I voted against that bill. I don't know that anyone voted for it. I I don't know that anyone walks around thinking it was a good idea. I mean, I, I, you know, AOC still kind of says so, but I mean, was there, has there ever been a dumber thing to do to this country in this moment than start talking about what the weather's going to be doing 50 years from now? Yeah. I mean, you know, these guys, uh, these are the same group of people who told us a year ago that, that there was no inflation, no likelihood of inflation. Mm-hmm. Then they said it, it's transitory. Then they said it's going to be good for you. And now you got um, the, the dude, uh, uh, the economist, uh, comes yeah. in the New York Times this weekend and says, hey, Mia Culpa, I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> My I bad. <laughs> My bad. Hope, hope you're all doing okay out there. It, that, isn't it? That's, that's this same crowd. Yeah, it's so crazy. And then I, we were watching Al Gore yell earlier in the day today about all of us who aren't active enough on climate change. Do you know Al Gore's mansion has an electric bill that makes Las Vegas look Amish? Yet he's still yelling at me. He's flying around in a private jet. Do people not have shame anymore? Because everybody on the climate side of town that's yelling at me isn't doing anything to change their lifestyle. No, yeah, there is no shame. I mean, that's, that is a great point. And that is the point to make is that people don't know shame anymore if you're on the left. Mm-hmm. If you're on the right, you know shame. You you do get embarrassed if if you've done something that's that's inconsistent with your stated values or something. On the left – it's it's the authoritarianism and they just can't help themselves they're collectivists and that means that there's going to be certain elites 
who get to have the you know the house on the Black Sea, and mm-hmm. they get you know they're going to be treated right. They're going to be eating beef while the rest of us are eating that you know some kind of a fake Bill Gates a veggie burger type. Thing. <laughs> Why don't you do that to me? You're telling me Obama and Bruce Springsteen are grilling steaks, and I'm going to get tofu. That's how this works out. <laughs> If you're lucky, you'll get tofu, pal. Oh, this is not you. good. Andy Biggs is on the show, representative Biggs from the great state of Arizona. He's here to get me worked up on a Monday. Uh, did you see the White House tried to change the definition of recession? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, and and that's normal. They, that's, that's what they do. That's what they do. I, it's so crazy, though, because, like, here's the thing. Nobody in the country really does pay attention to the White House website. But if you make a change that that's that is as ridiculous as it is, more people are going to pay attention to the situation. And I think they drew more more eyeballs to this crisis than they would have if they just let it go. But when you see them change the definition, doesn't that demonstrate that they're more concerned about how this might affect them politically as opposed to how it's affecting people economically? Yeah, right. And this is definitely a, a political move. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, there, this isn't the first time this has happened under previous administrations, Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. They changed the definition of unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the uh, the inflation rate is different than it was 40 years ago, the basket of goods. Mm-hmm. We, we're not even really counting in uh, energy and um, and food costs, which mm-hmm. are probably taking you up for you know however big that is 40 percent or more um and the real inflation rate probably looking at old standards would be closer to 15 16 percent right now but you know what doggone it we can't we're we're, we're we've become corrupt mm-hmm. these, these guys are corrupt yeah and they're making good money doing it it's so it's so fascinating to watch john Kerry whipping around in a private jet and then even like even pete booty judge so what he was saying over the weekend uh well heading into the weekend anyway is he was astonished that more americans aren't switching you know to electric vehicles but is it is it really astonishing that if you don't have 450 or five bucks for gas that you don't have sixty six thousand bucks for an ev <laughs> Well, Buddy Judge, you know, you know how he wants to solve this. Mm-hmm. He wants to give an additional twelve thousand five hundred dollars subsidy uh, mm-hmm. for every car. Yeah. So, but 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 now all of a sudden, uh, I, I I can afford a a fifty two thousand dollar car instead of a sixty. <laughs> I, I, it's insane. It's insane. And yeah. and and Pistol Pete, there's is the biggest nut in the in the in the shell right now. And Representative Andy Biggs is on the line from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. He did not show up to make friends today. What's going on, Biggs? Did you have a rowdy weekend? <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I mean, I'm just I'm all over. I, I spent the weekend in different places in the state of Arizona. And, and the, the biggest inflationary uh, location, metropolitan area, is the Phoenix metro area. Mm-hmm. And uh, people people are ticked. Yeah, they are. Uh, and. And and golly, you, you can't blame them. You yeah. really can't blame them. No, you're right. And because and the, the, the biggest frustration right now is like we have a problem that's crushing people in real time, but the administration is debating whether or not it's a problem. Again, imagine calling your fire department, telling them the house is on fire and the receptionist says, well, I wouldn't say it's a fire. I would say it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a concerning amount of flames. You're like, hey, could you just shut up and send me a truck full of water? (laughs) And we're not getting that truck full of water, my man. We're getting a pretty spirited debate out of the operator. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, this is this is like the CNN reporter standing in front of the 
building on fire saying this is a mostly peaceful demonstration. Uh, this, our economy is mostly good. I mean, I don't know what you it. It's mostly good. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's so it's so nuts to me. And then I feel like here's this other thing that's happening that no one wants to acknowledge. They're telling us, you know, so Biden got COVID, you know, two days after he got oil cancer from his mom's windshield wipers, which, by the way, hello, that's a little weird. Can we not? We didn't even have that conversation as a country. On Wednesday, the president was like, I got oil cancer from my mom's windshield wipers. <laughs> and Thursday, they're like, no, no, he's got COVID. Just disregard that. But, but well, you, yeah, you, Jimmy, I mean, think about it. Uh, I, I expected fully uh, for uh, Dr. Fauci to say, well, go drink some bleach uh, to, to take care of that, uh, that <laughs> cancer you cancer. got. <laughs> the oil cancer. Well, I was going to bring this up. So we pivot to COVID from oil cancer. And we're told <laughs> yeah. this, you know, 79-year-old guy who looks like he's in his late hundreds, but this 79-year-old guy is, is getting by just fine with the COVID. If 79-year-old Biden is fine with COVID, what business do they have, like, su- subjecting children to all of these draconian measures and booster recommendations, even though there's no data. You know, Fauci flat out said when he was, uh, you know, on the Hill last time, the law, you know, allows them to not divulge whether or not they're making money off of these booster recommendations. But it's it'd be pretty heinous to be pushing a booster if you're making money off it at the same time, which means if they weren't making money off of these boosters, don't you think they'd come out and say it? Because they'd be allowed to say no. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like you're, you're forbidden from saying you're not making money. Yes. You just don't have to say it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but the whole thing is is they've been dishonest all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've had them quietly come out and say, well, you know, the number of deaths, we didn't really count those right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, masks, it turns out, didn't work. Um, we should have known it because there were 100 studies that were actually uh, done before COVID hit that told us it, they wouldn't protect against that type of thing. Uh, but, you know, we were just being very, very careful. And you get Deborah Burks admitting, oh, my gosh, you know what? I knew it wasn't going to work, but golly, I wanted control and power. I mean, is there any r- wonder why people in this country are irate and pissed off? Oh, it's so true. I mean, because that's the big thing. I saw the Burks stuff, and, I, and it's just like even out – I was just in L.A., and they were re-implementing an indoor mask mandate at a time when they've had three deaths in a population of 10 million in L.A. County. And it's hard not to think it had something to do with control because none of these mitigation efforts are being enforced at the border. And if there's a double standard, there's no standard. Like if COVID is this existential threat, in what world could you leave the border as open as they have? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, and look, it's it isn't just I mean, it isn't just COVID and it isn't just from two or three countries. You've got people last week, uh, last week, I think there were 141 different countries that came across people from 141 different countries came across last week. So you look at and you say, well, we have no and plus we're not checking anybody for anything. They take a little checklist. You know, how you feeling? Yep. You feeling okay? I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Hachoo, hachoo. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> it, 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 the reality is, uh, unless there's somebody who's really overtly ill, they don't do anything. And then they release him into our country. And uh, believe me, uh, I've talked to these guys, and there was one time I was at a, at a, a checkpoint. The guy says, yeah, I've seen everything from Hansen's disease to 
to, uh, uh, you know, he goes to uh, tuberculosis, all these things. He said, and then there was a guy, he had this bacteria eating the skin literally off his arm, and nobody could identify what that disease was. Sheesh. That's, that's, what, that's what you face at the border on a regular basis. And our, our men and women at CBP and, and ICE, they're exposed to it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're going to put them on a plane and send them, send them into the interior somewhere. Oh, and that's exactly what they're doing. Well, the nice thing is, like, the migrants that are being shipped here in New York, they get off the plane, they look around, and they're like, hey, can I just go back to a third world country? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to live in a third world country, at least I'll know a few people, you know? Yeah, I, I would feel probably a little bit. Did you, did you say Chicago? You're not dropping me in Chicago, are you? It's safer, it's safer in the, safer virtually any city in the world. Isn't that you funny? Know, so. You got a guy sitting there at the airport. He's like Chicago. Oh, come on, man. This is I got Chicago. Yeah. I was hoping for Miami at least. You oh, know something. So funny, but that's that's reality right now. You know, as we as we head towards the midterms, it's all so bad, and they know they can't make any substantive changes. So we're just rewriting definitions, and, you know, they're going to be calling us all racist any minute now or it'll be something else. But people see through it. You know, when you've got polling that shows 90% of the country thinks we're headed in the wrong direction, you know, I make this analogy a lot, but if nine of us hail like an Uber XL, you know, we get into one of those big SUVs and, not, uh, and you know, Nine out of ten of us believe the driver's going the wrong way on the highway. It's time for a new driver, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's right. That's where we are. Uh, we Joe Biden might have the lowest rating of any Uber driver in history. Not that anyone would give him the keys <laughs> to a car at this point, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'd I roll with you, Biggs. I would drive with you. What, what do you like? You rock out on the highway? What does Biggs listen to? What, what, what's the Biggs family pounding on the speakers? Uh, well, you know, we we're very eclectic, very okay. eclectic. A lot of a lot of this, uh, uh, you know. So I've got I've got a 22 year old daughter, and oh. and we just had a road trip over the weekend uh, oh. up around Arizona, and she was playing stuff, and I'd say, "What the heck's that?" And uh, <laughs> and and she would she would mention a band that probably nobody's heard of except for her. Good stuff, though. I liked. It. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that, that's out there right now. It's a lot of a lot of fun. The band. Uh, I the, couldn't. I, I couldn't buy it. Because I have no idea what it was, you know. But, uh, good stuff. <laughs> the band that shall remain nameless. All right, I get it. Okay. Well, that's nice. Exactly. At least she has her own taste. Most yeah. parents just force their music on their kids, and you know their kids assimilate in some capacity. Oh. Your, your daughter's a free range chicken with the old uh, eight track player, and we respect that. Well, you know, I will say this is we do a lot of classic rock. I mean, I'm in a band. I've got a band, right? Mm-hmm. So. So, so we do a lot of classic rock, and, and our kids love it. But, but I always taught my kids there's there's only two kinds of music in the world. Mm-hmm. There's there's good music and bad music, and good music's the music you like, bad music's <laughs> the music you don't like, and, and, and that's just the way it is. Well, that's listen, just the way it is. I'll be tailgating so, in the I'll be tailgating in the parking lot for your next gig. You let me know, Biggs. We'll be there. All right, sing we'll the do it, sing the hits, we'll do brother. It. I'm, do it in October. Playing in October. Oh, get out! Where are you playing next? Uh, wow, I, I, I'll, I'll be there somewhere. I, yeah, I think, I think it's in Arizona. All right, Rob. Listen, I, I like I like 122 degree afternoon as much as the next guy. Oh, it'll be nice and nice and cool. It'll be getting down to about 102. Oh, uh, now you're talking my language. Good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. I'll catch up soon, brother. Yeah. All right. Thanks, there, Jimmy. There he goes. The great Andy Biggs. There we go back after this. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
It's the rock band that's being forced on the public. Joe Biden presents The Electric Cars. Charge all night, drive all day. The government won't let you have a say. Charge it up. Charge it up. An album that will leave you feeling totally plugged in. She won't start again. Electric cars. Sure, they're way too expensive, but pretending to save the world is never cheap. of the ninth here on Fox Across America. And yes, they are trying to force that electric vehicle down your throat. Listen, if you have one, you like it, God love you, man. More power to you. If you can afford it, great. Okay, but the reality is this is not a serious solution to a now problem. If someone can't pay for gas now, telling them to go get a $66,000 car is not something they can do immediately, especially if they don't have the money. But this is why we are where we are. As we wrap up this show on a legendary first day of broadcasting on the legendary WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi, uh, the talk of the Delta is we've got a party in Washington that's so much more concerned with the politics than the people. And, I, you know, I wish even for their own sake it would benefit me as an American if the Biden administration was doing a good job. But are the Biden administration doing a good job? The answer would be no. No, not even close. It's a mess. But that's why we try to be your conversational port in the storm every day. We come on the air. We say, hey, I'll be up front with you, kids. This country's on fire. All we're going to do is pull out some sticks and roast a couple of marshmallows because we're not going to fix anything yelling and screaming at each other. So if you made it all the way through this legendary first day on WNIX, uh, a tip of the cap to you, the person who really is the glue that binds this country. Because believe me, it's not the screamers that are holding us together. It's the halfway decent folks like yourself that can you know, make a good point and have a laugh along the way. And that is my campaign to promise to you is that's exactly what we'll keep doing if we somehow make it to day two tomorrow. It's, it's iffy, but we'll try. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.